accomplish nothing. I didn't get no money from them dudes. They told me they love me. They, you know, what's missing out of our lives, the reason we become part of that there is we don't get those kisses and hugs that the homeboys give you. They don't kiss you, but they'll hug you and tell you they love you. And then right after that there, they'll tell you, man, let's go do a robbery. Let's go get high. Let's go do something stupid. You know, we didn't look at the fact that our mothers and fathers had things to do. And so, you know, we sitting up there, they telling you, and then you got a dude standing on the side telling you he'll die for you. And he really will die for you. And that makes no sense. It don't. Because if I love you, I'm not going to tell you to go out there and do something stupid. I'm going to tell you to Man, let's go get a job. Let's educate ourselves. Let's try to get a business. That's what love is. That's what you should be loyal to, not the set. Man, I'm from Sweetport, Louisiana. I came from a land of love. How old were you when you came to San Diego? Um, I was about 10 when I came to San Diego. Okay. What schools did you go to? I got kicked out of every school in California. Behind the homies. We love one another. California, man, what school you here in San Diego, what school did you go? Oh man, I ain't giving up no info. I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying, man. But hopefully by the end of the day, we we gonna get it out of him, right? <laughs> we gonna get some information out of him. So so uh tell me, man, how old were you when you when you, you when you got involved in the gang? I was twelve. Twelve years old. And how old are you now? Old enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he ain't gonna tell me. <laughs> I love you, though. I love you. You ain't God, but you ain't get my age. You see all that gray on his head, though, right? Yeah, that's that's I love, wisdom. I love my gray. That's wisdom, right there. You know, I love my, my gray. I'm talk about that's wisdom. So you it, know, it, that I'm not telling you my age because you know it's still you know I'm still out there in the field, you know, and I just want to be loved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so 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 tell me. Um, uh, uh, Johnny, you know when you when you got involved in the gang, uh, uh, when when did you start getting incarcerated, locked up? Was that as juvenile or as an as a, a young adult? Um, I got locked up when I turned eighteen. Okay. Um, my I had went to juvenile hall one time. My brother and my cousin broke in uh one of our neighbor's house and my cousin left and left me and my brother in the house when the police came to the house. Um, they they took me and my brother. And my mother, that's my mother told me not, you know, just ride that there, you know, don't tell on your cousin. So that was the f- first part of the teachings of being loyal to the untruth. Right. And and what happened what was the outcome of that your um conviction? Um we had a that uh working by off freeways and all that there mm-hmm. i did it like two times and i told mom i ain't doing it no more mm-hmm. and she had to pay the money which i regret to this day i wish i would have went on and did it because um i told her i would do it and see that's what my loyalty should have been it should have been with my mother mm-hmm. amen amen that's for sure so uh uh you didn't do any time that time the first time around nah i didn't do no time you was 18 already Yep. And so what was the next time you when you got in some trouble? Um it was back in 83 when I um I ain't going to say their names, but it was three homies did some robberies. 
and I was inside uh, Bruno's playing the um get, playing that game um Pac Man. Uh huh. When I come out the store, um the police swoop and all the homies break. I don't know that they don't did these robberies. Uh huh. So they locked me up. I got locked up, and I didn't tell again. I stayed loyal to the set. How much time you do? Uh huh. How much do you do any time? I did two and a half years in one of the most racist institutions there was, and I'm not going to say what institution it is because I'm not proud of it. All right. But that's what that's what formerly when I came back. What year? Uh, I came back in 85, and I had lost my mind. <laughs> I really had. Yeah. Now, you know, in, in uh, 84 is is when I um, broke my loyalties and, and uh, got in church, gave my life over to God, and you were doing time as long as long as uh, along with a lot of the other homies uh, uh, from my side of town uh, during that time. You know, so um, and I, I believe God allowed that to happen because I was out there with a bunch of people that I really didn't uh, run with. Right. And so uh, and the ones that I trusted were all locked up. We're all gone. Right. For different things. And so and so that's how I was able to get saved. So. So you get out in, in 85, man. What happened from there? I got out in 85. I started working a little bit. I had backed away from the set because I was tired of doing time for everybody else. Um, I did time for one thing I did. I shot one of my homies for wearing the wrong color. And that's how low I was to that junk. And I'm, I can't keep saying junk because it's not junk. I got a lot of dead friends behind it. And, but it hurts me deeply in the inside that I misled so many people. I wish I would have did like you and walked away, but I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I didn't have that family structure love that I needed. Uh -huh. And I felt that that was my family. Uh -huh. And I was gonna stay loyal to that family because I come home, moms was always talking crazy and you know, telling me to do this, telling me to do that there. At that time, I thought she was just nagging all the time. And so I go on, go up on the set. They give me hugs, give me beer, give me alcohol, and uh, I thought, you know, this is the life. Mm -hmm. And then during that time, when you go back then, when you went to do time, you went to go do time to be hard, because when I got out, I shot up buses and everything. I mean, I had went gun happy. <laughs> so. So, I had addiction. I'm serious, man. Yeah. I was addicted to violence. Hey, Amen. So, so, um, what year was it when you shot the homie? Um, I shot him in '89. Okay. And how much time you do? Um, they 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 offered me a deal for 25 years to life, and Ooh. offered my crime a That's deal. That's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> and offered my crime a deal for 15 years of life, but. I used to go to the law, the law library and I studied up on and read cases that were similar to mine. So I got permission from my lawyer and I told him that I didn't need him to talk for me. I can talk for myself. So I, then he, he, he wouldn't do it, so I went pro per. But I wasn't stupid to go all the way to trial. I just did it long enough to, so I can get access to the law library so I can read cases similar to mine. So when I got on the stand, um. I was I was trying to get discharged in a firearm in a stupid manner because I knew he knew me and I couldn't get around that. And that's why the DA department, the police department, everybody else hated me because I was smart when it came to uh, getting around, getting a lot of time. 
um, I ended up getting two years for shooting him. I got, I mean, th three years for shooting him, two years for the gun, and a five-year enhancement from the time I did in 83. Okay, so um, four years and then five years enhancement? Uh, it was it was it was five it was five and five five and five yeah so five years for the actual crimes and then five more years for the enhancement yeah five years for the enhancement oh, how much time do you end up doing out of all of that um I ended up because I was in there messing up um because at that time we was we was really out of control so I almost did six wow okay and um when you got out what year was it um, you were saying it was it was. It was right about eighty eight. That's when um I got my daughter mother pregnant and went back to prison again on violation. I was doing a lot of violations oh, yeah. at the time too. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing I know like I used to always see, you know, my homeboys uh going back for violation, violations because they're on parole, be out six months, seven months, whatever, and going right back for thirty days, a ninety day, six months, whatever they, they would have to do. And so so how much time did you do on your violation? Um, you can chalk another seven years in violation because every time I Lord. shot somebody, I started running from the pro department. Uh huh. And 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 from there, they were looking for you. Well, you weren't looking for you, but you were, you know, because you had to lay low and I <laughs> actually stay did. out of the way. I actually didn't. I used to call the pro department and tell them where I was. And they came and got you. No, they didn't mess with you. No. So what they violate you for then? Um, they wait. They sent SSU after me, and they normally uh, drew down on me. They the pro department itself never came to my house, and it, it's not nothing I'm proud of because they knew I kept a gun. I was running around with a sawed-off shotgun in broad daylight because I had law. I mean, to go to prison was an honor to me at that time. Uh, honor? Why was why you say that, man? Now it's because we talking about loyalties and wrong loyalties. Now you, you Th that that's part of that. You think you owed your loyalty loyalties to that? Your commitment, that's your, what, whatever you know. That there was part of it. Uh -huh. You, you, we was when I set chains back in the days. The whole set chains. It mm -hmm. didn't. It's not like it is nowadays. Right. You know. And that's what I was trying to explain to my daughter. You got to judge me from the era I came from, not from this era, because this. I don't know what this is out here now. And, and man, let y'all better stop. I'm telling you. Now, what do you say the difference is today? Versus doing your time, you know. I know I see some things, but I want to hear your perspective. Back in the days, we was really loyal to one another. We 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 really loved one another. We didn't tell. Uh, we kept we kept it real. What you would call real on the streets, which um, is stupid. And it, it, it's. It hurts me because I think about all the mothers we hurt. All the I mean, man, that stuff hurts. And I have to live with that every day now because I'm not who I used to be. And everybody want me to be, I mean, that's why me and my daughter and mother couldn't get along because she was looking for something that I wasn't. My name is Johnny Rankin, not Lil J. <laughs> Amen. So so now um Whoa, so we're in the 90s now, huh? Yeah. And seven years of in and out of, of parole violations and things like that. So you shared uh, with us, uh, uh, you know, your, your long stint you did. So when did that happen? Um, 
that have in because uh, I'm kind of nervous right now. You know, got people looking all that. That's why he don't want to talk. See. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not with this part of the game, you know. Hey, and, and I deal with this all the time. Even some of the youngsters, to get them to sit down and talk. They, nobody want to sit down and talk about it. You know, then when they do they, certain things, they don't want to talk about That's fine. Just speak on what you're comfortable with, man. It was, and if I ask a question and, and you don't want to answer it, just say, I, I can't answer that. You know, I, I'll try to come another way on it, you know. But, you know, it's up to you. Um, I just want to say one thing. When you loyal to all the wrong loyalties, it took me years to build the character that I have became. And I'm slowly trying to step away because it's the only thing I know. I don't know nothing else. Um, I'm so scared to fight a person because I really used to enjoy doing it. I enjoyed being bad. And I sit here and I listen to these cats about what they'll do and all this here. Back then, we didn't talk. We showed up. And normally when we showed up, I mean, one day it was so bad, uh, I was bored. I went to the homies and I told them, man, they threw a rock through my mama door. Let's ride. So we couldn't get the guns because the boy who had the guns, we, we kept the guns hid at one place. So we went and got a bunch of garden tools. And a bunch of crazy dudes chasing people with hoes, picks, shovels. I mean, that was so stupid. I mean, we was just idiot and ignorant. And we didn't know no better because we weren't taught any better. Um. I used to blame my mother and father for the the way I turned out. But once I really looked at my mother and father's mother and father, they only taught me what they knew, what their, their parents taught them. So I can't hold them responsible. I had to be a man and take responsibility of my own actions. And that's why I found my change. Yes, it's hard. It's hard as hell to try to do good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard. So, um, my man, it, it, you say it was hard, man. Twenty six. What, what you do? How much time you do? Twenty six years. Um, when they gave me that judge gave me that twenty six years. Um, I didn't care because that was part of the wrong belief system, right? I went and played basketball after they gave me a double life with 50. And wouldn't nobody stick me on the basketball court. And I told them, I said, man, if y'all let me come up that middle one more time and don't nobody foul me or do nothing, we're going to be fighting on this basketball court. They were scared. Everybody thought I was a fool. I wasn't a fool. I was loyal. I mean, it was to death. That that was my thing on life was I I'm gonna leave something now I lived it woo woo mm -hmm. and I woo whoop to die and today's a good day to die. <laughs> so you, you, what did you say? Double life? Yeah. With fifty. That's, yeah. Can you explain that? Talk about that. Um, the lawyer told the judge that he couldn't. They don't. They didn't like me at all. Uh huh. I flipped tables over in courtrooms. I knocked people out in the court tanks. Uh -huh. I, I just 
I didn't care about nothing. Uh-huh. I didn't care about me. Uh-huh. I said I love my mother. I love my brothers and sisters. But as I looked back when I was going through them groups, right, I realized I didn't even love myself. Mm-hmm. How could I say I love you and I didn't love myself? Right, 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 right. So, so with the double, so is that what you were sentenced to? Double life? Yeah, I was sentenced to double life. Double life uh, with 50. And when the judge asked me, did I have anything to say? I told him, man, just pull the bus up and let's go. So, so we know you're not, you know, you're still living, you know, and, and you're still young. So how did you get out, man, if you had double, double life? Um, with 50. Did you say 50? Yeah, I got, they took me back in 9 6 and took one of the life sentence off me. Mm-hmm. And so after that, they passed the, uh, um, passed some laws. Mm-hmm. But they hated me so much, they wouldn't let me go up under the laws. Resentencing laws and yeah, like they, that. Yeah, they weren't messing with me. Mm-hmm. They were still trying to keep me in there, even, I had, even though I had a nonviolent case. Right. Right. <laughs> Prop 47, 36, none of that. They, they didn't give me none of that. And the DA, that DA followed me that whole 26 years. That man had retired, and he still came to my every board hearing, even when they let me go. What was go. his name? I don't remember, remember. that second. Was didn't he care. district attorney or 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 just a, one of the prosecutors that prosecuted you? It, it was one that prosecuted me in the last case because I used to clown in the courtroom. You know, they offered me a deal for life, and I'll go in there and get way less time. I didn't. Every case I ever had, I went straight to trial. I don't take deals, mm-hmm. and so I, I I just didn't care. So let me ask you something though, because you know when we talk about having our, our loyalties in the wrong place. What was going through your mind? Because you say you didn't care, but, you know, here's the thing. Um, we all, before we say or do anything, act on anything, feel a certain way, we think it, right? We think before we feel. We think before we do, right? Of course, there's right. a circumstance or event or whatever it is that triggers a thought. But every, all of us, we whether we're conscious of it or unconscious of it, we have a thought process that we go through where there's a decision made about something. And so when you, uh, uh, you know, like just didn't care and, and, you know, what was the thought process about that? I mean, was it like, I mean, why, what, what in your mind, what were you thinking in your mind to lead you to a place to where that, hey, I, I don't care? Um, I can answer that question easily. Mm-hmm. I told you when I got up in the morning, I said that chant every morning. There it is. Mm-hmm. I wanted to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did stupid things like they were shooting at they were shooting at us one time out of two car windows. I run up to the car and bust the dude in the head with an old English bottle and tell him I'm tired of y'all shooting at me. Mm-hmm. And I just I wanted to die. Mm-hmm. I hated life. Mm-hmm. That's why the way I that most of the set was scared of me because you didn't know if I was gonna greet you or shoot you. Mm-hmm. I mean, my heart was dead. I fell in love with an uncaring woman, and she taught me the rules about love. <laughs> Man, this is a cold, cruel world. Yeah, but I went and did that two and a half, and I came back and got even with her. Mm-hmm. I got her to fall in love, <laughs> and I walked away. It's called the walk-away law. The who? The walk-away law. Wow, you made that up, huh? Yeah, that's my <laughs> law. But <laughs> The Johnny's law. Yeah. 
But man, still to this day, that loneliness I felt in my heart mm-hmm. is still there. Amen. Well, you know, but yeah. I don't want to die. Yeah, and you know, God can God replaces all that you know, the loneliness, whatever we have, and plus us, right? We're all here. Uh, we just have to make those right connections, right? But in our mind, we have to, you know, like you said, the things that you would say to yourself and the things that you would think. That's what we always, we have to uh, 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 tell ourselves and speak to ourselves positive things, right? Uh, we, yeah. You know, we have to think about how we love ourselves, feel good about ourselves. Look at life from the perspective of what I got to be thankful for, you know. Uh, uh, there's a lot to be thankful for, man. You know, you yes. you are like, thank God, the Lord, I was stupid and crazy back then and 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 talking about i didn't care and i want to die and didn't care but i'm glad i'm alive right i'm proud that i'm alive because i got two beautiful grandbabies thank you and i got a daughter Mm -hmm. that i love with my whole heart Mm -hmm. she don't ever have to speak to me because that's her choice Mm -hmm. just like she didn't have a say in my choices i don't have a say in her choices I made bad decisions and bad choices back then. Right. Now I try to make positive decisions, positive choices, because um, I went through alternative violence, alcohol anonymous, and I'm talking about I went through this here stuff for years. Uh huh. But you asked me a question: How did I get out? And you know all these are gangsters out there. Only way you're gonna get out now if you go on a GPPC yard. And I thought I couldn't do it. But then, what is a GPPC yard? That's what all the yards, they're having wards in there now uh-huh. uh, because a lot of people are not going on those yards. Mm-hmm. And it's bad when you get on a PC yard and the PCs oh, beat PC, you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're talking PC, yeah. It's just <laughs> like when they first sent me to a, um, to Hatchafee. Uh-huh. It was a Mexican. I knew what he, he, he wasn't going to stay. Mm-hmm. So... He kept watching me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was a type who, I, I was suspicious about everybody anyway. I didn't trust nothing. Mm-hmm. So I kept looking at him. Then so he tried to get behind me. So when they take the cuffs off, they was going to take heels off first. And he was going to try to, you know, because you um, they got seven, I think it's seven seconds. It used to be uh, uh, 24 hours, but they turned it to seven seconds after the handcuffs come off. You got to get up off them yards. And so it was another brother sitting there, and I told him, I said, man, you better watch that dude, man. That dude is finna try to get us, homie. He's finna rush one of us. And the dude said, no, he not. So I turned to face him because even in handcuffs, you ain't going to get me. I'm not going out like that. Man, but I mean – just like it's a relationship I'm trying to be with a woman, and this stuff is affecting that relationship so bad it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I don't know how to cope with society, and people act like they don't understand that. But when you've been locked up your whole life, this wasn't me. I, I was in there. Right. That's the only thing I knew. So, so with the twenty six years, you the twenty six years you did when you got out. What was life like? I mean, you know, what was it like? What was your experience like getting out? And, and I know you went through tra- several transitions while you were when you got out. But you know, share that with us a little bit, and, and what people need to understand and know in order to support. You know, to offer support for uh, those that are getting out because you know we're looking for a lot more people to come home. 
Um, when I got out, I got out to an uncaring society. Um, I don't understand the society nowadays. There's no love, no loyalty, no trust, no honesty. And that's the whole foundation of relationships. That stuff hurts. To get out of here and to see cats that I've been knowing my whole life. And I can't trust them at all. But I started seeing it when I was in there. And I just couldn't believe that that's what this was about. You mean to tell me all of us sacrificed our lives for this? This is crazy. This is crazy, man. I don't understand this year, and I, 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 I tried. I was lost. I hit a corner, and I stayed there for a long time. And my mind is like a dark hole. Because it, it, I don't understand. I hear people saying they love one another. How do you love someone and turn on them? We didn't turn on each other. Only way the homeboys took off on the homeboys was it had to be a good reason. Nowadays, and then, come man, they got to killing one another. <laughs> I couldn't believe that there at all. And when they came in there with me, I was hot. They stayed away from me because I was loyal still. And I didn't understand. And then my best friend killed Bugs, the brother I love. And I couldn't believe what they was doing out here. All I kept laying up in there thinking was, is this what I sacrificed my life for? So I didn't want nothing else to do with them no more. That's when I started finding and understanding all the people that I really hurt, all the people that I should have been loyal to. My mother died on my birthday. And it's hard for me to even believe in that day anymore. My father was ruthless, like I was. I hated him so much until I became him. I mean, the friends that I thought I had when I got out, them ain't no friends. I don't know who they are, but they ain't my friends. Um, I'm still lost. I don't know who to turn to. I can't trust anybody, and I'm not trying to turn back into what I was. I carried a sawed-off shotgun in broad daylight all the time. I mean, every time I did something, I did it with a different gun. And the only reason I kept the gauge with me because they couldn't trace it. See, we used to help one another. I remember when they had 13 homeboys for a murder. And all of them got three years because with nobody open their mouth. 
we was low. That see, that's what the that low tea it was. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a a love that was an uncaring love, but it was uh, some sort of love. I can't even explain what type of love that was because how you gonna kick me in my ass and tell me we friends? And that's what it's like. You gonna tell me that you love me? Give me a hug. Then you're going to get me drunk and we out there robbing people. Now we're sitting in prison together, ruminating about what the homies is out there doing. They don't care about us because once you get in there, they ain't going to send you a nickel. They're going to send you what you worth to them. As long as you're on the streets, you worth a lot. But when you're in there, you ain't worth nothing. And... I used to just sit in there year after year watching what I believed in, what I was loyal to. And everybody else was living their life. I was stuck in time. And to this day, my mind is still stuck in time. I don't know how to function, even though I'm getting a good trade. I got out. It took me a while because I went from a um, halfway house to halfway house because I just couldn't get along with nobody. I didn't want to get along with them. I didn't understand them. Get your Gilligan self. I ain't going to say what I want to say. But get your Gilligan self away from me because I'm thinking this way. Y'all thinking this way. This is society. This is the new way. And it was a way that I didn't want to accept. I don't have to accept it. But what I have to do is love myself and go around it. So that's a that's I think that's an important key point, right? Because when you when we talk about loyalties and we talk about, you know, if if, a, if someone loves you, you know, um, how they would treat you and things like that. But I think, you know, at least from my perspective of of being in the streets. And then uh, after after coming from the streets and then um, uh, getting in church and turning my life over to the Lord, one of the things that I realized and recognized was is that there is a different kind of love, right? Um, you know, uh, uh, Kenny, you know, uh, Kenny Douglas. Yeah. Um, one of the things he always talk about is the 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 the, the from from my, uh, turn turn that fan on. Talk about the homie love, right? Uh, that homie love um, is um, the kind that, yeah, I love you, homie. And then next day, blow you in the head, blow you, put a bullet in your head, right? Yeah. And so on. We come a long way. We come a long way, and uh, we got that wisdom to share with, with the world and with everyone, you know, people like us. You know, I saw some of the homies that was watching came on, and they went off. But um, when we talk about loyalties and wrong loyalties, that's what you was kind of touching on and. So if you can go back and and just talk about those loyalties and that belief system, what your thinking was uh, in regards to that, right? So 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 uh, you can just pick up there and because what what does loyalties mean to you, and what is the the, the thought process? Because as I was talking about with um, uh, uh, brother Kenny Kenny Douglas, um, thing he told me years ago. This is about fifteen years ago when he told me this. Uh, uh, he said, look, you know, because he got saved in the church, he said, that's homie love, right? Homeboy love, right? When, you know, I love you today, but I kill you tomorrow. I love you today, but um, 
you get in trouble, I'll snitch on you. I love you today, but, you know, tomorrow I might cheat or beat you out of something. I love you today, but I'm going to get you caught up in a murder or something like that. And now you're going to do time with me, even though you didn't do that. I see that happen all the time. And love don't do that. Love, love, when people truly love you, and 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 we're gonna talk about that love because we're talking about loyalty. You got to talk about the love uh, uh, because um, you 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 loyal to the things that you love. You know, the Bible says where your treasure is, that's where your heart would be. The things that you value, right? So we have to look at our belief system because that's where our values are. So so uh, go ahead and share with us. Um, I want to say something before I get started. Um, I owe everybody that's listening to this an apology because I'm a man. Amen. Um, I'm still showing even with this mic and camera that loyalty because I won't answer certain questions. And that's wrong. I said I changed. But it was sitting here that I really realized I'm still loyal to that crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and this is not funny. This is a serious moment. I really appreciate it. But I know I know Johnny, and I see his, his thought process that he's going through, and he's challenging himself. See, see the war that goes on in his own mind, right? Go ahead, brother. And how could I try to tell you about wrong loyalties when I'm still carrying it? Mm-hmm. And that's how deep wrong loyalty is. It it you don't let it go. It won't let you go. And it I'm destroying my whole relationship because of this belief system that I carry. Thank you. Thank you. That I'm trying to change. Amen. And I'm realizing that it's hard. Amen. Because it, it, it goes with um a dude told a joke once. He said that uh it was a man sitting on a fence. And so Satan walked by and God stood telling the man, come down up off that fence. And Satan just kept on going. Then so they did that about three more times. Then so when Satan went by, the man called him back, say, Satan, come here, man. Why you ain't telling me to get off the fence like God is? He says, my fence. So that I'm still part of that because I'm not letting go. It's, it's old belief system, old habits, and... They hard to let go. It's not gonna be easy to change. Thank and man, I am so glad that um you brought that up about the belief system and how hard it is to change, right? Because whatever we are, you know, we are what we are because it goes all the way back to childhood. There are four things that will establish a, uh, your belief system, right? Uh, credible authority, right? And and right. who you believe, you know, our our credible authorities were gangsters, you know, who we believe, you know, the street, uh, a street, uh, street code and ethics and so on. 
Uh, but credible authority could be your parent, your teacher, school, you, uh, um, uh, uh, mentor, someone that you look up to, right? And then it's your personal experiences. Those personal experiences have the most profoundest effect on your belief system, right? What you've been through, what you experienced. And when you experience love and uh, somebody, what you thought was love, that's something nobody else has ever shown you. You really believe that that's love, right? Until you get a rude awakening that is not love. Now, repetitious information, things you hear over and over and over and over and over and over again, get deep down in your belief system, right? And 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 your social environment, your whether it's in your family, your community, or wherever you are, who you hang around, who you know, uh, 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 your upbringing, and all of that in that social environment. Those four things establish your belief system. And so deep down in us, we have uh, what we call the mental complex, your conscious, which is ready available. I see you. I see the lights and so on. Mm -hmm. Then your subconscious, which is which is a part of me that I'm not conscious of. And and that controls us. Ninety nine percent of the time, ninety five to ninety nine percent of the time that controls us that that belief. So whatever has already been established in us, that's what controls us. And then it goes down into our conscience which is our values and our beliefs, right? And so, and so the only way we change is that we got to change that the subconscious. We got to, un not so much, we do have to unlearn, but more so relearn or unlearn that and learn some new things, right? Put some new things in its place. And that takes a conscious effort. That takes practice. That takes discipline. That takes time, right? And being conscious of it, like come to concert, like, you know what? I'm, I still got... I'm here talking about loyalties and 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 thought I walked, you know, uh, changed, switched my loyalties. But deep down in me, those it's still those loyalties there, right? My wife, you said you shot somebody uh, for wearing the wrong color, right? One our and, own homeboy. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. So 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 get this though, man. But that's the way it was on our side, it was probably everywhere. But where we grew up at, right? That's the way it was, man. And that gets deep down in you, don't it? That gets deep down. Let me tell you something. Let me, and I know you want to say, let me just tell, say this because we're talking about our, our, our belief system. I, I want you to know what you're going through, we all go through, bro, is um, it took years, man. I got in church in 84. I believe it was around uh, 2000 and um, I would say 13 or 14 when I finally started putting on color red. Right. Absolutely I wouldn't I would not, man. I wouldn't. And only why I did it because some of the brothers in the church challenged me. They said, I we all we, we see you wear blue, <laughs> but we'll never see you real red. What's going on? What's up here, pal? I just couldn't do it. But it was like in, deep down in my subconscious. So I had to force myself to go buy something red and put it on. Right. Even though the youngsters these days, they don't care. Mm. They wear whatever color they want to wear. But that that's how profound and how powerful our belief system is. If we don't deal with those things if we don't consciously deal with those things and and work through our uh, uh, uh that credible authority that personal experiences uh repetition information social environment if we don't start uh, uh changing and switching up and working on that things through those four principles we if 30 years 30 more years past we'll still be the same right we can we can say it and that begins with it but you got to think it and thinking and thinking until you replace that old thinking with new thinking Go ahead, brother. brother uh, John. Um, actually, I'm sitting over here mentally messed up. All this time, I thought I was changing. But I still won't go against the code. I'm still holding on. 
And that's sad. It hurts. And it was what this lady I was trying to get at said to me. She says, everybody's saying the same thing about you. It must be true. Because <laughs> everybody was saying the same thing. And what were they saying? Uh, that I was ruthless, rude, and out of control. Uh-oh. Um, because it's the way I talk to people. It's the old ways. The old ways was slipping back in. I wasn't doing nothing devious or dirty. It was just that um, I was ruthless about the way I said things. And I would hurt your feelings, and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I didn't care if I hurt your feelings because they weren't mine. And as I sit here and you ask me questions, I mean, I beat around the bush and everything else because <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. And I got that's hundreds right. and hundreds of certificates for going through them courses. I know everything. Amen. And I didn't respect those certificates. That's it. And I'm starting to realize that. Mm -hmm. Amen. So this is therapy right here, y'all. Because <laughs> we, you know, we, we, you know, through our actions, we see who we are, right? And like I, like I told you, when that subconscious, that autopilot, what you're not really conscious of, when that kicks in, that's when uh, we see who you really are. And, and we're, if you have grown or not grown. And sometimes we are placed in certain situations where we might be tempted, right? And and certain things might come up and might happen, right? You know, like, like you know, I ain't going to talk about it, but what happened earlier? You know, that's those, you reason why that, you know, and, and my thing would be, you know, and I'm just using me as an example. If I was in that situation, I would have just, you know, it's hard, right? Because you can't. Just sit back and allow somebody to abuse somebody else. So what do you do? That's a hard situation to deal with. And but you're thinking about it right at right at the front. Like, man, if I go over there, you know, something can happen. Right. So what do I do? Um, you know. When we we be sitting up in them groups. And. um, I used to look at dudes when they say that. um. Man, a dude can walk up and slap me right now. I'll go to the lieutenant's office on him. And, <laughs> and so they I, thought they believe, I really can believe he said that in the group. So I'll be looking like, wow. Uh-huh. You know, and so I asked myself time and time again, could I ever be like that? Mm -hmm. And I sit here and I ask myself that same question. Mm -hmm. And I know I wouldn't go because um, it's loyalty. still part of my character defect. Yeah, yeah. loyalty, that, that loyalty, and, and wrong loyalties. I don't know how to get rid of it, but I know I'm finna stop lying to everybody. Amen, amen, amen. And, and it, it's, you know, it's, it's, this, this is the way, um, I see things, you know, there's always a circumstance or event that causes you to think a certain way. It's your thoughts and it's your self-talk, right? Because one of the things that you first said to yourself is, I don't know if I could do that, right? So that's what you're thinking and that's what you're telling yourself versus what the other gentleman said, I will go to the lieutenant's office. Um, the only way you would go to the lieutenant's office, you got to go against 
your 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 belief system or what you normally would do and say, well, if that's the right thing to do, then that's what I'll do, too. Or find another alternative. There's always other options other than a violent one. Right. We can. There's always other ways out of anything except for violence. You know, we can we can you know, we can walk. But you do have a right to defend yourself. You know, I ain't saying that, you know, if if. Your life is in danger. You have a right. You have a right. Self-preservation. You have a right to save you to, to defend yourself, keep people from harming you and things like that. But what I'm saying is, is that when you get in certain situations, that event or that circumstance cause a thought first. And when that whatever way you thinking, that's how you're going to act. That's what you're going to feel. And that's yeah. what you're going to do. So that's why you say, man, what he just said, I'm not feeling that. But you thought it before you felt it. Right? Yeah, you do. Um, I, I went through that course there. What you're talking about. Yeah. And. I mean, I'm armed with all this knowledge, even though I'm trying to do the right thing. And I got to let the old, that's how deep, that's what that belief system, that's what we've been talking about, this belief system that don't want to let me go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's destroying all the relationships that I'm in. Right. Because... I just say crude things. I and I I mean it's it's hard. And for me to actually sit here, especially all the courses that I don't been through, <laughs> to say that I changed. Mm-hmm. If I would have, I wouldn't have lost my daughter since I've been out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her to death. But I'm also realizing I love that old belief system, too. There you go. And what they teach you in them courses is don't be ashamed to ask for help. That's it. And you have a circle, circle of people, group of people that can and, help you. And that I think I better go back. To finding the understanding that I had when I came out. Right. Because I got out here and went into a depression. When you asked me about that, Talk there, about it. Mm-hmm. I was depressed. Mm hmm. The things I seen, the things that I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I did what I always do. Mm-hmm. I ran and hid. So let me ask you something because I thought, you know, what I'm thinking when I hear, especially when you talk about depression and, and some of the things you went through because of what you've seen. Because I know, like, when you're, when you're in prison, you know, you're excited about getting out, right? Because that's freedom. But what it sounds like, though, if your mind is not free, even if you're physically free, you still won't be free. Uh, let me tell you something. You said that uh, earlier when we was talking, you said, you know, I've seen homeboys do violation after violation after violation after violation. Right. That's because we never came back. Gotcha. You don't. You leave a part of yourself. Here, you'll be out here talking about prison. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they they man, they, it's 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 dinner time. They count right now. <laughs> and 
I used to just sit there and look at them, knowing that we was institutionalized. Amen. That's the word I was thinking. Yeah. Um. When you institutionalize, your mind is locked up, but your body's free. And it's like I opened the door and I stuck one foot out and didn't bring the other one. Amen. Amen. But it's time for me to, because I lost damn near everybody I love since I've been out through my stupid decision and bad choice. And I blamed everybody but who was looking at the mirror at me. Mm -hmm. It's time for me to go back to that mirror and tell that mirror the truth. Amen. Because I'm sick of feeling empty inside. I'm sick of feeling that I don't belong in this world or that world. And that's the way I feel. I feel that I don't have no place to go. I don't have no friends. And it sent me into some kind of depression. But I forgot the number one tool. See, they gave me a brand new toolbox to work out of. But I got that old rusty one sitting over there that I keep running back to. There you go. Yeah. With one tool in it. Mm -hmm. And that's bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things, you know, like, you know, um, and I'm glad you op you really open it up and, and keeping it real. Um, that's that's one of the things that I always think about, you know, when you, you know, because with the work that we do with uh, reforming the criminal justice system and wanting to see people get out and you, you 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 set up a plan for these individuals and they they you know when they locked up they they talk real good I'm when I get out I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do this but it's a different world out here and they don't realize that right and and you that do part. and I think you know the thing that I've seen you do need a lot of support and what I found is and I think this same thing has happened to you is what I found is is that even if you have a plan when you get out of what you're gonna do and and written down in everything step by step. There are people that wasn't there to either be included in that plan or to work with you on that plan and to be a part of that plan. So a lot of times they have their own agenda when they when they when they see you, right? And they and they start and this is what I see happen to a lot of people when they get out. Mm -hmm. They start pulling you all these different ways and now you get off track of what you, you plan to do and what you want to do because People are glad to see you. Sometimes it can be even family, right? They're glad to see you. But, you know, like like one of the things is like if God is the center of my joy and if I if he's the source of my strength, my encouragement, my peace, then I know that I got to pray. I got to get in the word. I got to be around people who love God. I got to come to fellowship so that I can 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 get a, a, a new mind, right? Yeah. But what happened is, is all these people that weren't part of the plan come and pull you all these other different ways, right? Yeah. And so now, you know, you lose focus. You lose what you're supposed to do. And one of the things I have to tell myself every day, only do those things that will bring you closer to your goals. And then I make it even bring it home more home. Only do those things that will bring you closer to 
uh, Yahweh, right? Because that's I want to be have a closer relationship with God. I want to serve the Lord because I know, bro. Uh, and even when you get saved, and you have God. We go through depression and different things because we lose our focus. We lose our focus. It's so easy to be distracted by so many things in this world. And it's, it's running fast for me. So when you get out, you can, can you imagine how fast it's running for you and can and get you all uptight and, and so on? So our, so many times what ends up happening is our bodies are physically free out of that prison, but our minds, you know, if, 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 if it's not completely set free, you know, and that's why we get depressed. That's why uh, we get angry. That's why we go through what we go through. That's why we go through these broken relationships. That's why we struggle you know, in, in our, in our personal development and things like that. Uh, but that's all a part of the struggle. The main thing is don't give up. The main thing is, is that, uh, uh, you are on the brink of getting the help, the strength, the support that you need. And remember the support is in, I think a lot of times we'll get to a lot of people, I'm not saying you, but a lot of people is pride, right? And I know you'll reach out, but a lot of people is pride. Pride keeps people from asking for help saying, Hey man, I need help. I don't, you know, I, I see young men that that get shot and I go see them in, in the hospital and right then and right there, they're like, I want help. I don't want to do this. Guy. I don't want to get shot. I don't want to die. I want out of this, you know, and and but they just don't know how. Right? I say, hey, I'm here. But as soon as they get out of the hospital, they disappear. Right. You got to chase That's them true. down and find them. At the, same thing when they're in prison. You know, they're, they're mindful. But then when they get out, they're gone. You know, you call them. They on the run. They they over here. I said, OK, you're you're losing your focus. You're going to end up back. You might think you're not going to go back, but you're going to end up back because you end up getting caught up in something like you said, stupid. And you're going to go back because if you want to stay on the right track, let me show you. I, I'm not boasting anything, but as a, a pastor, servant of God and somebody that's been through this walk and 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 made up my mind that I was not going to be a crook anymore and I was not going to let and I had a problem with anger for years even after I got in church cuz just like you you know the moment you get mad you go get a pistol or something want to shoot somebody and so I've been through all that right and 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 you know somebody that's already been through it can help you get through it and then that's why I'm glad you know you you know me and you we hooked up we we stay connected but a lot of those folks we speaking this to this for a lot of those people especially a lot of these youngsters out there and I want you to say something to these youngsters because I'm really here's the problem that I have you know when you talk about wrong loyalties I really have an issue with people encouraging these youngsters in their game banging right and and you know the thinking that is cute. And it's not cute. You 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 need to get rid of the street name, if 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 it represents violence, if it represents a gang, represent all that kind of stuff. And and because as long as you carry that stuff with you, you're going to continue to be the old you, the 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 uh, the unconscious mind is going to pick them. That's why uh, Johnny was like, "I'm not Little J," you know, because you got to tell yeah. yourself that Little J was a monster, man. Little J, nobody wanted to be uh, around. You want me to tell you what I did with Little J? Um, I was in a group, and I had a burial for Lil J. I went back to where I built Lil J at. That there was up in Susanville, but I went to High Desert. And when I left, I told Lil J, you stay, I'm gone. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And, you know, bruh, it, it, it's... Just like right now, I'm fighting with myself. Even though I'm doing good, mm -hmm. I can do better. Amen. And 
the youngsters think it's cool running around with a gun in their pocket, uh, smoking weed, drinking, doing drugs, chasing every woman they see. But guess what? Look at my head. Yours going to be looking the same way. You keep that up. Yep. And you ain't going to have nothing. Only thing you're going to have is a prison sentence. One of my partner's mother. I had got shot in the face with a gauge. Um, I went over her house. She was a nurse. And she told me, she said, I hear those horrible things about you. But I love the person that I met because I had two personalities. One was for home and one was for the streets. It was all about yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And one of the saddest times that I ever had to deal with was when I got out because I wanted to make amends with her and apologize to her. And she had passed away. That hurt it because I didn't get to tell that woman how much I really loved her for always standing by my side. And only reason most likely I'm not back in prison is because they combined the yard with PCs and GPs. And he told you pride. My pride wouldn't let me go back because prison was my home. The streets was the place I visit. And I'm starting to find more and more understanding within this conversation that me and the reverend's having. When I first got out, he came to me and took to me to some congress people. He took me to some Congress people and they asked how could we stop the violence in San Diego? And I told him the truth, you can't stop nothing. Only we can. All the gang members out there need to get together and really show love and put our guns down because it's easy to pick up a gun. It's easy to beat somebody up, but it's hard as hell to walk away because your pride won't let you walk away. You, I don't see people get beat half to death trying to show their homies that he won't quit which made no sense, but that's the way we think. And when he was asking me the questions about why this, why that, it was because I always, back in the days, wanted to live as one of the hardest gangbangers to ever live. I just didn't want to say it. And we compete against one another. It got so bad, we started murdering each other. 
We lost the loyalty that was there. Now you have nothing. Quick as you go to jail, that man you running with going to be laying up with your woman and having babies by. That's how much he care about you. <laughs> That's messed up. It's not messed up. It's the truth. Oh, yes, yeah, the truth. That's cold. And you better watch him now. He probably <laughs> laying up with her now because there's no trust in this world. Um, I'm proud of the Reverend and his relationship. He has a strong woman and a beautiful family. Thank you. And that's why, yeah, you're welcome, brother. And that's why I mess with him because he's part of the team that I need. I'm finna get rid of the team that I don't need. Amen. But this was so beautiful to me because I'm really, really, really starting to find the understanding that I had when I first came out. I was so hurt that I lost it. I asked myself time and time again, why? Why should I care? Mm -hmm. All this is fake. But one thing I didn't do, I didn't pick a gun up because I knew I was addicted to him. I wouldn't fight because I knew I was addicted to violence. I didn't take pride in that no more. What I took pride in was knowing I had a beautiful daughter. Amen. Beautiful grandkids. No matter how bad it got, I kept telling myself, I love Latrika White. I love Jayla. I love Lila. And that's what got me out of there. It was that and didn't want to lay up with no PC. Um, it was bad because the majority of yards we was going to, they was putting the GPs on the PC's yard in the PCs was beating up the GP. Tell folks what the CP and GP is. Uh, a GP is general population, a person who's like me that wanted to be hardcore and all this here. And a PC is a person who told on you. And so it was war after war when I got ready to get out of there. But see, I had life. And as a lifer, you was forced to go in that yard if you didn't want if you wanted to go home. If you didn't want to go home, you wouldn't go. And you had to lay up there and listen to these people talking about raping kids, uh, snitching on people. And you know you can't do nothing about it because if you do, you'll never go home. My will. To go home was stronger than my will to stay. Amen. And I hope I hope a lot of um, you know our homies and friends and people we know, family, so on, that's still there, uh, will will get to that place, you know, where you can do that. Um, uh, you know, as we were talking earlier, we was talking about one of the, one of the homies that, you know, um, at least in my mind, I was thought, thinking that. 
you know, would never get out, right? But with the way the laws are changing the thing, he has a possibility, but he's got to straighten up. And so that's that's the thing, you know, and the, that's the message I try to send to all of them that in prison, we're fighting for you out here. But the only way when laws change, the only way you're going to get out, you're going to have to straighten your life out. You're going to have to demonstrate. You can't put on no show. You got to really demonstrate that uh, you change because it's going to be you could be the, the perfect change. But when you get out here in these streets, in, in this in the community, in the free world, uh, it's going to be a big struggle. Right. Because it's a struggle for a person like me that has never been to prison. I mean, I've done county time, but never been to prison. And it's a struggle for me out here, you know, especially coming from the streets from a, a gangster mindset and uh, uh, getting into church and things like that. But even you take all that away, life is a struggle, right? And any moment, any day, anybody can lose it. So, you know, you got to really, you know, understand when you, when you leave there and come here, you're leaving one jungle to another jungle. And you got to know how to survive them. There's different hey, kind of jungles, hey. but you got to know how to survive it. I remember um, I was uh, laying in my cell, and this dude was walking real slow down the stairs. They had hit him three times in the neck. He grabbed my cell bars and just looked at me. And so we were just standing there staring each other in the eyes as I watched that man die. And then when you get in there, it, it it's not me who gets you. I would have sent your best friend after you. Make sure I destroy your friendships, your homeboys. See, that's the one that gets you because I know they can slip up on you faster than anybody. And then normally when a person is told to do something, they don't know they got two people waiting to do them. If he don't mm -hmm. do what he's supposed to do, then it's two more going to do them. There's no love in there. No no love, no loyalty. And that's why they mixed it with the PCs and the GPs to give you those life sentences. I don't see so many people coming there with four years, three years, and leave with a never going home, Man. going to a level four. Where they're in the middle of a war he don't know nothing about because he ain't never been to a level four. And then when you get there, the first thing they slide up on your door is a knife. And then they tell you you better use it. If ain't no blood on it, your own homeboy's going to get you. Well, back in the days, we was bred for that. <laughs> but the majority of y'all are not bred for that there. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. easy to use a gun. But to look a man in the eyes while you're sticking him. And you got nine, ten people running around trying to stick each other. It's hard. You'll never forget all that blood on your hands. You'll never forget the shooting that they trying to kill you. The police, shoot, they shooting us in the head. They doing all kind of things. But we was bred for it. I'm not saying that y'all cowards or none of that there. But it's hard up in there. And I don't see so many youngsters come up in there, man. And with that gangster stuff, talking about what they'll do, how they'll do it, and then when it's 
no matter how many wars we went through, I'll be lying to you if I said I wasn't scared. Amen. Even though I played like I wasn't, mm -hmm. I was scared to death. And every time they locked them doors and put us on lockdown, I was happy. <laughs> that was the only time I was happy. Because I started to care. Amen. At first, I didn't fear it. But when I started to care, just like now, I'm still facing a bunch of fears. And it sent me into a deep depression. But I got that brand new tool kit, and I ain't going to keep running back that old rusty one I got <laughs> with that one tool in it. Mm -hmm. So let me let me um, ask you a question in regards to um, the answer any way you, you, you want because uh, this might be a challenging question. But when we look at these youngsters out here today that's banging, right, Mm. And and or whatever they call themselves doing, and you know, especially sound can't hear me. Speak up, all right. So let me speak up so everybody can hear me. Um, you can leave it right there. Okay. Um, when these guys are banging and they have, and what I see is is parents, you know mostly moms, but it could be dads too, that are encouraging them in their game banging. What would you say to the parents? You can't love your child. That ain't no parent. Mm -hmm. um, even though um, me and my daughter, mother, we both had real heavy reputation. We both was gunners. One thing we didn't want was any of our kids to be part of that. That was my worst nightmare. I remember when, uh, I ain't going to say her name, she sent me a picture in prison with my daughter with a blue rag on her head. I had Reverend called her and told her, don't ever do that again. That's a queen, not a gang member. Amen. And I didn't hurt women. I didn't hurt old people. Well, I did. But by the things I did. But far as physically hurting them, I respect them. I remember mean, one time I told his cat, I said, I'm going to drop you three times. Then I'm going to kill you. So I dropped him twice. And he was coming out the alley because he had he hit me in the head with some brass knuckles. I cut him up with a machete and I told him I was gonna drop him three times before I kill him. And what I did was I caught him in the alley. I was coming out the alley, he was going across the alley. And I told him, I said, make your peace with God, it's time to go. And he started begging. I said, Man, don't beg. That make you look bad. Go out, go out like a soldier. I'm and this old lady came out of her house. And I said, God must have heard you, huh? And I walked off. And right after that there, I went and got that 10 years. Because 
it was it's so easy to do that stuff. It is. It's so easy to think crazy. It's so easy to give up. I mean, I try to make amends with anybody I possibly can because of the hurt and pain that I constantly live through. And that you have to live with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't know how to fit in society because I never was part of society. And I, you know, and I'm glad you said that, you know, because, you know, and that's something new to you, but you're you're an intelligent brother and you're going to adapt, right? You're going to learn, you're going to know how to maneuver and survive through these things. Um, But I know, hey, look, 35 years out of the game with, yeah, uh, 35 years, 35 years out of the game, man. And I still don't fit in, right? I still don't fit in, you know, that, that, you know, if, there's something that when you come from that walk of life, if you were real about it, that uh, stays in you. Even if you, when you change and become a new person, that stays in you to a point there's, there's things that people can't handle, right? Because us from the streets, we kept it real. Us from the streets, we spoke our truth, right? And, 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 and we, we, what you saw is what you get. There was no game plan. And you have a lot of that out there now and and so you probably never going to fit in uh but you know just know who you are you know know who you are know your purpose of of why you're here and and stay stay on your purpose stay on stay on uh the vision that that you have and carry that out and 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 live your life and enjoy the journey and have peace any closing words because i know we've been Going for a while, off and on and off and on, but we're determined to make sure we 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 uh, got this right. Yeah, I do have some a uh, few words to say. Okay, go ahead. I pray that you youngsters start listening and understand that the streets ain't the life. When you go to prison, all them homeboys you got ain't going to be there. But guess who will be there? Your mama, your brother, your sister. And that's why all the wrong loyalty, that's why we talking about the loyalty belief. It's not the gang. It's not the gang. I, I, I just they, want they people to know They don't care about it. It is not this gang. There's nothing glamorous about it at all. You got homeboys in there, which I don't stop it many times that'll move a homie in the cell and try to rape him. A homie. A homie. This is what they call homies. He a fag. You don't never know they fags until the youngster come up, man. He he, 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 he trying to give me the, what? And it's a lot of them that been in prison, that's fags. They undercover, they'll never tell nobody. They fags. Not I have anything against a homosexual, or because bi- every man- bisexual, because they probably yeah, go- Every boys. man has his own preference in life. I know what my preference is, 
And it's so cold behind them walls, man. Um, dudes would take your thing from you, man. It's sick in there. And if you want to be part of sickness, continue what you're doing. But I won't be there to save you. And the next homie might not believe in you. See, because all the wrong loyalties, I was loyal to my homies. I went up against my whole set behind something they started in their game because I was loyal to what we originally built. Mm -hmm. And I was outnumbered badly. But I was willing to die for what I believed in. Wrong loyalties. Wrong loyalties. And I did that on so many different yards. But when my daughter gave me an ultimatum, this is the last thing I'm saying. My daughter gave me an ultimatum. She told me if I go to Ad Seg one more time, if I beat one more person up, if I stick one more person, if she don't hear from me, when we was getting along, only thing I'm going to know about her and my grandbaby was their last names. That's what made me change. I found something that was bigger than what that was, and it was love. Amen. I'm going to say this last word. Um, we're created out of God's love. Amen. Through our mother and father making mm -hmm. love. So, therefore, we are a product of love. That's it. But we choose to do the things that we do. Self-hate. There you go, Red. Self-hate. Self-hate. That's one of the things we're talking about. We, You know, uh, uh, you can either have self-love or self-hate. And if you're part of a gang, that's self-hate. And and you could say it's love, but it's not love whatsoever. There's nothing glamorous anything. Our family, our friends, our loved ones, and a lot of people we love are part of that. And we want them to get out of it, but that is nothing to be to be glamorous about. Uh, so um, for sure, I you know I, I I thank you, Johnny Rankin, for coming in and sharing. It was it was <laughs> we uh, we we went we went through it <laughs> when he first came on. He didn't want he didn't want to name nothing to talk about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he realized, hey man, you know, I still, you know, I'm I'm talking about the wrong loyalty, but I'm still being loyal to it, you know, because it gives it gets deep down in our belief system, and and when we become consciously aware of that and can acknowledge that, then we can change that, That's right? That's the first step. So so I really appreciate that, and and um uh, look forward to having you come back on, uh, doing some live. I know you do some live things too, do some live streaming stuff on on Facebook. Did it go off? Oh, my phone died. It should have been charging. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this is Slow Motion with Bishop Bowser, and we out of here.